This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. Welcome to Energy Extra Time, your weekly dose of engaged, unfiltered and analytical football debate from Scotland and the wider world of the beautiful game. My name is Sean McGill and we're very, very excited to get stuck in to another week of glorious football action. Joining me, first of all, to do just that is, in my opinion, the worst podcast co-host of all time and that's the only accolade I will ever pass on to him. Cameron Monstall, how are you? Hello. I'm amazing. Uh, that was such like a shithouse hello, like I know you were saying it in such like a... (laughs) You know what it is? I don't know if anyone listening's ever seen Archer, but the character Civil Figus, I just love doing his hello. Just, hello. I don't know why. It's my new introduction. Where would that rank on the tiers of hello? Like Sean McGuigan hello? Like would that be? Oh, it's 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 probably level with Sean McGuigan. It's probably it's just as good a hello. I don't know if you've seen the show, Sean, but you should look. I haven't seen Archer. No, it's a a cartoon, so it must be for children. It's so good, and it's definitely not for children. It's um, (laughs) it's fantastic, and I base my whole life trying not to be several figures, but really deep down, I am several figures. It's not good. The TV show references have taken a, a step up on this season of Extra Time so far. I think we should keep that up. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like a fan it. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone who has the, the good looks for the TV screen, it's the, the best looking man at energy sport, Taylor Murray. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. And I really, really, really do love that introduction. It's a fact, mate. I said the only accolade I'd give, give Cam is worst... Uh, podcast co-host and that's the only accolade I'll ever give you is that you're a oh, gorgeous gorgeous thank man you. oh thank you no no it takes a gorgeous man to know a gorgeous man don't like I, I have heard that I have heard that before um, that's what my dad tells me anyway um, anyway moving on um, our final guest uh, I'm a little bit sceptical to be honest and, and the week that Hibs beat Kilmarnock it's the first time that this panellist has been able to come on a energy sport podcast I feel like there's something going on there uh, yet to see if he'll stick the boot in at all. Callum Watt, very happy to have you. Hello, yes, good to be on, finally. So, uh, yeah. Uh, are, are there going to be sly digs at the fact that Hibs beat Kelly on Sunday? Or are you planning on sort of kissing up to the host? Because I, I can assure you that is the best way to go about it. Uh, well, let's see. I don't, I don't think it was a great Hibs performance anyway, so don't have much to shout about. Uh, so. It wasn't great. I saw Jake Doe Hayes was in the SPFL Team of the Week and I was like, I thought he was fine, but like, uh, Team of the Week? Surely there was nah, a better yeah. performance. He was, was alright, but yeah, it's not one of his better better performances, I wouldn't say, but oh well. The SPFL always sucking up to Hibs, eh? Um, <laughs> we'll get started as we always do with Big Shout. We offer our bold opinions, hot takes, uh, controversial opinions from the week of football where will I go? Taylor loves a big shout. They're not always the most coherent. They're not always the most sensical. But they're big shouts and that's what we love. So I'll start with you. I'm hoping this one, you know, covers all the boxes, covers all the areas. Um, yep. I'm just going to how it. Glenn Middleton joining St Johnston. He's going to be the difference uh, in the Europa League tie and getting him into the group stages of the Conference League. So Glenn Middleton is going to be the man who gets St Johnson's the group stages? Yes, he him. He I feel like he suits Calum Davidson's style. We've seen it last season when he was only at St Johnson. How much he thrived, and even in you know the, that cup, uh, run up to the cup final, the performances he put in was great. And the fact is, I'm also going to offer that, that Lask have started their season very poorly, and they've only had one win in four games, and they've just been scalped three one at the weekend there. So. St Johnston, I'm going to say, are going to do this through Glen Middleton. Check you with your research. And he did score at the, the weekend as well, didn't he? At Gayfield in that 2 all draw with our broth that Saints won on penalties. So he's in form. I think he's played his way into that team. Would you expect Glen Middleton to start tonight in Austria? Oh, yeah. Nah, I can, I can 
definitely see Callum Davidson putting him in because it's not like he's someone he's just getting to see. It's someone who already knows he knows what he can bring to this team, and I wouldn't say it would disrupt that team very, uh, too much. I'd, I'd say it would actually add a little bit of quality to it. So I'm excited to actually see how they perform, and I'm hoping you know the Saints can bring back a positive result. Our new feature this season is that our panelists offer an either yes or a no to our fellow guests. Big shouts! I'll start with you, Cam. What do you think about Taylor's shout? Um, I don't know if they're going to win the ties over last ones, but I definitely think Glen Middleton playing gives them a better chance. What was your big shout last week? Sorry. That Saint Johnston beat Galatasaray and go through to the Europa <laughs> League group stages. Your big shout was that every single Scottish team Well it's already fucking playing. failed because Callum Watts Hibs are shite, right? It's, that <laughs> it's already failed. <laughs> Callum you're getting thrown in the deep end mate. How did nah, you get yeah. beat 4-1 by that team? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so 4-1. Confused. It wasn't wasn't reflective on the game but you know oh, self yeah. as soon as McGregor got sent off it was just yeah, self-destruct so and I did Scottish say, football down. I did say that uh, McGregor being in that team would be potentially the downfall of my big shout, so just putting it out there. Um, well, your add-on to the big shout was that St Johnston would be <laughs> a higher competition than Celtic. <laughs> Celtic had just beat Aza Dalkmar 2-0 last hey. night in the Europa League playoff, hey. St Johnston going to the Conference League playoff. Uh, I also uh, did say at uh, the end of last season that St Johnston wouldn't qualify because I knew that their potential routes would be too difficult. So I kind of was hypocritical. You're a massive hypocrite, just covering every base, just, so yeah, something's right. I was being hypocritical to be positive. I changed my mind and mm. thought, no, let's be positive. And then Hibs just punched me in the face and St Johnston got a tough draw and it's just very sad. But no, uh, sorry, we're taking way too long in this. It's maybe quick yeah, and decisive. Um, sorry. I do think that Glenn Middleton gives them a better chance, though, because I, I think him and that team does add some sort of flair into their attack, which I think is really poor. And I think they've been quite poor so far this season domestically. Um, and I think that comes down to them not being able to score goals. So Glenn Middleton, whether he's creating or scoring, will offer something to that team, definitely. Callum, what do you think? Glenn Middleton, is he going to be the difference and get Saints to group stage football? Um, I'm kind of the same. I'm not sure if they'll if they'll qualify. Um, as much as I dislike St. Johnson from what they did to us last year, I want them to qualify and get through. But and Glenn Middleton as well. When he was like going off what he was like when he was at Hibs, he's a bit of a passenger. But obviously, he's improved a bit now. He seems to be making things happen. But yeah, I don't know. It's a tough tie. So hopefully, but I'll say no. I'm also going to say no. Doesn't mean I don't think St. Johnson will get through. Just said, I'm not. I don't believe that Claire Middleton will be the difference. It can be as big as I want. It's my show. I decide. Uh, Callum, what, what is your big shout? That's a good one. I've not heard that Thanks. one. I've mean, never heard that one before. Really That's original. Yeah, That's so I original. Up, I, yeah, it took me all night, but yeah. So my big shout, first one, probably regret it comes Sunday when Hibs play again. Scottish referees are given unfair criticism and they're actually not that bad. <laughs> you could be tweeting heavy abuse when Jason Cummins goes and dives for a penalty on it. Exactly. Right. Um, so, obviously, you probably, I don't know if you were at the game on Sunday or watched I it was. or whatever. Um, that Bobby Madden decision was the only thing, obviously the one when Kyle McGuinness is through on goal and... I think it was Stokes, was it? I can't remember who pulled yeah. up with the injury. Yeah, Stokes. And then uh, Bobby Madden just stops the game. Like, I don't know don't know what the rules are with that, but I can only assume he thought McGuinness caught him or did something or whatever. Um, but other than that, one decision, like, I can't remember anything else that he got wrong. Um, and he gets. Like, over the line, maybe? I don't know, for Liam Polworth. I don't know. I didn't, from where I was, uh, I don't know. But, um, no, yeah, I, he gets so much abuse for just that. And obviously, like, we won the game, so it's not doesn't matter in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But I just think, like, in general, they get so much abuse for just minor, minor issues. Um, and Hibs especially, having had the experience of that Icelandic referee when we played Santa Coloma. Jesus Christ. That was <laughs> shocking. So, yeah. Everyone says, I'm sure every country's the same, oh, other referees are the worst. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen many people calling for like, that referee strike of a couple of years ago when they had to bring in 
referees from Luxembourg and all that to referee some games in Scotland. They're wanting foreign refs back, but having seen the performance of specifically that Icelandic ref against Hibs when it was five yellows, three reds and a penalty and he just lost control of the whole game, I think our refs do pretty well. Yeah, I would agree with you because um, I don't like. I think it's sort of proportional, isn't it? Like, you're never going to get every decision right. You're never going to be fantastic. But I wouldn't say the standard is extremely bad. Like, I don't think there's sort of blunders all the time. And I feel like it's getting a little bit better. But the, like nobody should have to contend with the level of abuse that they do. I guess that goes without saying. It. Um, and if you disagree with that, I think it's all right. To, I mean, there's there's booing at a game, and then there's like the things that go on social media that are just way too far so I will agree uh, on that one I, I think it may have been you Taylor who said in a previous episode Extra Time that Scotland referees are the worst <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, so I don't know if you want to reply to that one yeah I, from for a Rangers fan as well okay, um, <laughs> yeah I can probably strongly disagree enough with you Callum uh, I don't think the standard refereeing is good in this country uh, I feel uh, don't get me wrong I understand it's a very hard job and I totally respect them for doing it. However, I just feel like there's a couple of referees that have too big an ego. <coughs> you know, oh, I'm not going to name any names, but I think we can all guess who. Um, there's other ones that are just, you know, I think just incompetent at that level. And there's other ones who I just feel, I don't know, they're just too inconsistent. There's there's a couple coming through, you know, I look at it and I think they have potential. Um, one of them is, I think it's Nick Welsh, you know. He's Walsh, relatively yeah. Walsh. Uh, yeah, he's relatively new-ish. I don't know if he's doing it for two or three years. I, I feel like he's you know, arguably probably better than you know what's around right now. And uh, I just don't get it. Like I get the part time, and you know they've got other jobs and that. But I feel like we could be doing better. And uh, I'm not saying full time fixes everything by the way, because as you see, you know, in other countries they go full time referees. They're still blunders. But give them the best chance possible. Like, if there's, there's a full time clubs playing, give the referees in the top flight full time jobs, and I feel like you would see the standard refereeing improving. Not, it would be perfect as you wouldn't expect that, but it would improve. I feel. The irony is that Rangers have just been awarded two penalties in the time it took Taylor to say that. Um, <laughs> but Cam, uh, very quickly, what do you think on uh, that decision? Uh, yeah, I think it's not as bad as people make out, and that uh, other countries in the world, like, alluding to what Callum said, a lot of other countries, um, their referees are just terrible. Like, genuinely, 100 times worse than ours, so I do think they're too harsh. I, I don't mind the abuse towards refs that think they're all up. You know, the refs that um, just think <laughs> they're the so absolute much. dog's bollocks and just refuse yeah. to have any sort of... They all think they're pure Pierre-Luigi Kalina. Like, it's like Camden, mate, like, you're five foot four, you're not intimidating anyone in that park. Like, just settle down, have a laugh, and get on with the game. Um, mm. Abuse them. But the actual sound refs that are just doing their best and maybe one or two mistakes, um, I don't see why people are so hateful towards them. Right, I've, got, I've got a question quickly before we move on. Just like one worded answer. Who is the Mike Dean ref of Scottish football? Uh, it's got to be Madden, right? I know yeah, he's Madden not. does yeah, give it's it pretty Madden. big. No, uh, it wasn't actually bad. That. I've seen him be a lot more arrogant than he I've, was on Sunday. But yeah, I've seen does. him have a game so bad that he had to get a police escort off the Tyne Castle pitch. But I still like him because he's just a good laugh. Like I think he's down to earth and just makes a few mistakes. And I'm I've seen him laugh at rugby, like rugby park going mental at one of his decisions and just <laughs> like, literally well, had his back to the crowd, turned to face the stand and just laugh at them. <laughs> it was the most infuriating. I was like, oh, I, 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 I did I that on Sunday. Did he? <laughs> I did, after that, uh, the Kyle McGuinness one, and obviously yeah. all the Hibs fans were booing on me just as he was running back up to the. Half wheeling, he just turned around and gave him a smile. So I uh, got everyone even brilliant. more raging. I if it didn't, if it never affected my team, I'd, I'd respect the show today, <laughs> but I can't. I can't. Doesn't like he did too much? Uh, I can. On you go. Big oh God, it's me. Uh, it's me. Uh, I don't believe Puma should be allowed to manufacture a single football kit ever again in their entire history of being a company. Uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> like they made Italy's white kit. Well, they made both Italy's kits, and the home one was all right. And they were awake, it was this white thing with some lines in it. It had Italy across it, or Italia, and I was like, what is that? And then they came at the day and just released a bunch of like template kits for City and Gladbach, I think Fenerbahce, Marseille, Milan, one or two others. 
and they're just t-shirts like they're just t-shirts with the badge hidden in the background obviously so like companies like can't make cheap knockoffs that's the whole idea behind that i believe and then they've just got like the name written across there's not a badge on the kit really other than the background it's just the name written across the front a wee puma badge and then a big logo for the sponsor and it's it honestly looks like something you'd get at sports direct for six pound that's what my mate said i was like i couldn't agree more like it's just something like it's like a cheap a cheap t-shirt and that's going to be club's third kits for this season I just don't know why Puma get a license for making training tops. I just don't get it. Um, the only good news is that whether you all agree or not, it's been panned by literally every single reply I've seen on Twitter. So it seems like the whole world agrees with me. But yeah, I just like they're, they're the worst kits I've ever seen ever. All seven or whatever of them, they're the worst kits I have ever seen in football history. Taylor, tell tell us you love it. I would if I could, but I really can't. I, I really can't. I feel like it shows that maybe, you know, the fake replicas you, you get abroad by where it seems to have hit the market pretty bad and mm-hmm. this is them just trying to, you know, counteract that <laughs> or something because it's guff. There's not a way to put it. They're just yeah. terrible. Man City's is just... Yeah, theirs might be the worst. I'm looking at them now. Marseille's is pretty boring. I think Marseille's is the worst. It's just blue. Like, it's just... And then Uber Eats takes up about a third of the kit. Like, see, it's one of the ones where you can't even get it for a laugh because it's that bad. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. See, when you, kit collectors would get that by the way and just go. Just burn I mean, it. I've just bought. A, I've, just, I've just bought a to- toffee Primark. What, what, I've not bought a football top. Like, I'd actually argue that the Primark staff have a better top design than mm. what they would Man City have. Oh, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like them. And AC Milan, by the way, their kit is half. They yeah. usually have good kits. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Carl, how do you fancy a Hibs third kit with just Hibernian written across the front in massive block capitals? Definitely not. No, I have to agree. They're just uh, shocking. I, I didn't believe it when I seen it. I thought it was some one of these random mock-ups that someone's done on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just... It's like one of those that you buy abroad, like Mam City and um, <laughs> cheap knock-off two euros... Um, <laughs> It's just it's not a football kit. Um, yeah, I don't. I I agree. The football kits are minging, but I unlike Cameron remember uh, the kit manufacturer of the football club that we work for. So I'm going to say I got Puma. Yeah. <laughs> well done, lads. Sorry, we should Keep say we're alluding to rules, and our kits this year are lovely. Genuinely, all yeah. three kits that they've made for Bodyrig have been superb. So uh, they can keep making kits for teams that are not in the top, top divisions. Because it seems like <laughs> once the pressure of making a kit for an elite, elite team comes, they just crumble. They totally crumble. It's a bottler's, it's a bottler's personality, and that's what Puma have. Simple as that. He's, he's typing all views my own into his Twitter bio <laughs> as we speak. Uh, I'll round off big shit because it will kind of feed into our first topic of second ball because it's Celtic themed. Uh, my big shout is that when Christopher Julian returns to full fitness, he should replace Carl Starfelt, which I still struggle to say, before he replaces Stephen Welsh because on the evidence that I've seen, Stephen Welsh is having a far better season than your man Carl. Uh, he seems to be really rash in his decision making. That tackle on Liam Boyce on Sunday in the Premier Sports Cup was not good at all. Gave away the penalty. He got caught in behind a couple of times uh, last night as well. And he just he was uh, sort of figured as a, a person who could come in and really showed up this defensive backline that needed some experience, that needed some defensive stability. And for me, Stephen Welsh has done a better job than that, despite his age, than the new man uh, Starfelt has. So. I expect Julian to be back, hopefully gets back to fitness and he gets back to the sort of form we saw in that first season at Celtic because he was imperious at times and I reckon that Stephen Welsh should make a better defensive partner than the Croatian. Uh, Taylor, you are your loyalties lie on the other side of Glasgow. What would make you feel a little bit more excited as a Rangers fan? Do you want to see Starfelt stay in the team? Do you think he's a bit shaky? Yeah, he's not had the best start to his Celtic career and it's, you know, evident to see that he's having a rough time. I I heard in the build-up to the game uh, yesterday when I was, you know, uh, come, uh, not the build-up, sorry, I heard after the game when I was coming home from work that apparently Ange Postecoglou put Welsh in to, you know, coach Starfield through. 
and that's like a big omen to what the, uh, Welsh is and shows the trust he's put in him but was that not what Starfelt was meant to do for Welsh and it just shows the fact is that he's just not up to speed with the game and as you alluded to uh, his tackle on boys was just horrific and you know sometimes you, if you have a bad start at a club and especially at a club like Celtic um, it's hard to come back from and as we've seen you know with other players in the past so maybe it's you know long may him, him continue in that central defence by the way Callum <laughs> uh, what are you thinking? I've not seen too much of Starfelt but yeah obviously from what I've seen like highlights and heard he's mm. not been not been ideal um, just another sort of example of Celtic's questionable recruitment um, and then yeah you know what you get with, with Julian so I probably, probably tend to agree there because um, Starfelt with that challenge on Boyce just general rash play Yep. Yeah, kind of agree with that. Better for Scotland as well, Stephen Welsh is kicking a ball every week. Cameron, what are you thinking? Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I, I would like Starfield to get the time to sort of adapt and whatnot, but uh, so far I'd definitely keep Welsh in over him. Love that. That was a nice, wee, positive way to end Big Shout. And like I said, we'll move on to second ball and continue to talk about Celtic, who beat AZ Alkmaar 2 0 at Parkhead in their Europa League playoff first leg. And Taylor and Cameron have had their opportunities to wax lyrical about the first player I want to mention, so I'll let Callum have his go because Kyogo Furuhashi has just been a revelation since he came to Scottish football, scored another goal last night. How exciting is it, Callum, to have a player of this quality just adapt to life in Scottish football so quickly and really make an instant imp- impact at, at Celtic at Rangers, like one of the bigger clubs in the country? Yeah, it's been it's been great. Obviously, he's come in, done really well so far. He's got the the big fan base in Japan. I think the first uh, SPFL highlights they put up on YouTube of him got like I don't know what it is at the moment. Last time I checked, it was like one point three or something. Ah, yeah. it's way up there. Um, so yeah, obviously he's come in, done really well. Big name. He's just been he's been imperious so far. So yeah. Well, I was going to say long may it continue, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those um, ones where he's such a good player that you kind of don't mind them being pretty good. <laughs> it's, yeah, you never want uh, to see Celtic and Rangers kick on too much, but sometimes there's just certain players who you enjoy watching uh, so much that you're kind of like, I can cut the slack. And he seems like a, a nice guy as well from the, his reactions to be given like Marley Match and stuff like that. He seems a very humble guy. and It's good to see when people were so sceptical of the arrival from Japan, same as Postacoglu really, it's great to see him uh, adapt to life so quickly. Cameron, how big a win is that for Celtic? We weren't really sure how AZ Alkmaar would uh, sort of face up in this one considering that uh, they've lost some key players over the summer, they uh, got off to a losing start in their Eredivisie campaign, but they're still obviously a, a very decent side having finished third last season, so to get that 2-0 win to go into second line with that advantage is massive for Postacoglu because if they didn't get uh, group stage Europa League football there would be big big question marks mm, No definitely yeah perhaps fortunate that Azar might be going through a transitional phase as well but um, no it's a really good one to take two goals with you to an away leg is really important and uh, they've got a nice cushion I think if, they just, if they're just professional next week um, maybe no no more slip ups from Starfelt um, Joe Hart keeps his form Stephen Wells keeps his form they should be fairly solid at the back so um, no, it's a really huge win. Europa League football, as much as I quite like the new Conference League, you want to be in the Europa, not the Conference League. For a team like Celtic, anyhow, no problem for a team like St Johnston to fall down, but for Celtic, you've got to be in one of the top two competitions. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive win, no other way of putting it. And Taylor, Ange Postacoglu said in his post-match press conference last night that um, Celtic will still continue to play uh, their usual brand of football that he's been trying to instil since he arrived in the summer that even though they have that 2-0 lead they won't be sort of resting their laurels they'll be looking to score more goals and continue to entertain as Celtic have done so well in the last few weeks do you think that's sensible or would you sort of worry with their defensive frailties that if they do go sort of gung-ho in this game again that um, that could come back to bite them in Holland uh, I'm not going to lie I feel um, he has to because um We've seen exactly, I'm um, just going to, you know, Hearts versus Celtic again. Um, look what happened when Hearts actually, you know, decided, you know, football's an attacking game it, it sometimes. It, they crumbled a little bit and the defence didn't know what to do. And if they try to play a bit defensive, then I don't think Celtic know how to do that. I don't think Anne Foster has 
that team, I don't think he might have the tactics to you know, be able to show up a defence like that. So I feel like his only option would be go gung-ho. And don't get me wrong, it's working so far, but there will become a time where that won't work. Maybe next uh, next week will be the case, or it might just be that he kicks on and they win 6-0, then, you know, happy as Larry, you know, everybody's still raving about this uh, team. But um, just to answer your question, uh, is I feel it has to definitely go gung-ho and just try to, you know, keep that pressure on of attack, attack, attack. Yeah, if they invite pressure onto themselves, then uh, it could go catastrophically, I think, for Celtic. Moving on to what's probably been the, the biggest story in Scottish football this week was Aberdeen's attempt to prize Martin Boyle from Hibs. They had a £500,000 bid rejected for the Australian. Callum, I'll, I'll come to you first, obviously, on this. And when uh, your biggest rivals for third make a bid for arguably your best player, you must obviously it's been resolved now but at the time you must have shot yourself a wee bit definitely and with <laughs> Aberdeen being his, his hometown like he's from there um, yep. yeah I kind of not going to lie I did actually think oh god what's happening here um, but obviously 500,000 500, it was never going to be accepted so nope. thinking it was maybe just to rattle a couple of cages anyway but um, he's come out and said like yesterday after he signed the contract um, extension that it was already done anyway by the time they'd made the bid so there was never never any thought put into it um, which I'm glad but yeah he had all the for the 24 hours anyway Aberdeen fans on Twitter giving it big about how they're going to steal our best player but no, nah, we've got him until 2024 thankfully so yeah. How bad would the seed have been if Martin Boyle had made that move not necessarily directed towards him but for uh, Hibs for letting that happen because like I said uh, no disrespect to Hearts or St Johnson like that but I think we all came into this season sort of looking at Hibs and Aberdeen as the two main contenders for third and if you were to sell your best player I, I don't know if that's a fair if you'd agree that he's a, your best player but just yeah. for him to, to jump over to your biggest rivals, uh, surely when Hibs fans are already had some discontent in the last year or so, uh, there would have been pretty big noises coming out of Easter Road. Yeah, Hibs fans always seem to be one loss away from an absolute <laughs> meltdown. So it's um, beautiful to watch. Yeah, it's we can't lose a game without having bottled it or Jack Ross not up to it or whatever. So I think if the board or just the club in general were to let that happen, God, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like on Twitter. Um, but thankfully we don't have to think about that and he's come out and said obviously he doesn't want to uh, go anywhere else in Hibs and his his wife plays for the, the ladies team as well so mm-hmm. I think it was although the fans were a bit rattled and taken to Twitter to voice their opinions I don't think it was ever ever in the pipeline And Taylor do you think that this is an area that Aberdeen do need to strengthen obviously we, it's, we're talking about it at the Football Roundup on Monday that you have a affinity for a new Aberdeen winger every six months or so and Martin Boyle could have filled that role for you quite nicely but obviously Ryan Hedges looked about for a little while he left Starks Park on crutches on Sunday lunchtime uh, do you think that they need another player in that sort of area do you expect them to sort of continue the pursuit elsewhere or do you feel like this is more a move to perhaps just try to unsettle your opposition sort of uh, put uh, your rivals on the back foot a little bit yeah, I would argue it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, Moria, you know, you you basically weaken your rivals while also strengthening yourself. And mm. it was a move that I thought was pretty bold, by the way. I didn't really see anything of it. But uh, going with the reports, by the way, I thought at one point he was away. But then, you know, Hibs decided, you know, to stop the situation from boiling over. Um, definitely um, Aberdeen need to, you know, strengthen, especially Hedges out. <laughs> And I say not water player. Um, <laughs> got to definitely be a. I think it's going to be a six to eight weeks. He's probably out, maybe even longer. So even at that, he's you know getting to his uh, later years in life. Well, life. <laughs> career. Bloody, I've got the guy deed. I've got the guy deed already. <laughs> he's got. Uh, <laughs> Marking Johnny Hayes for death, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, you know what they say in Scotland, by the way, over 30, by the way, you're, you know, deemed as clinically dead in football. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man. But yeah, John, Johnny Hayes, who was a wee bit of injury prone at the time, so will he be able to perform, you know, for the full season? So, yeah, I can definitely see Aberdeen having to go out and getting more uh, players in that area, and hopefully, you know, none of their players die in the process. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, Cameron, a very simple question, since it's a debate that seems to have arisen a little bit on social media um, in the wake of this transfer. Is Martin Boyle the best player outside of the old firm? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think Thanks. there's anyone at Don's that's outright better. I don't think anyone at Hearts is. What was that? Hedges. Hedges. Mm, I don't know about that. Um, no, yeah, you might, you might have a point. I think it could be. Um, he certainly, over the last few years, I'm, I'm not saying he's a very consistent player, but he is, has been the most consistent over that sort of span of maybe a few seasons. I love I love Martin Boyle. I wish he was a Hearts player. I think he's, he's so he's so direct for this league as well. Like He can mm-hmm. just run at anyone, any other player. Like, I don't know if it's just the way Hibs play that allows him to do that, but I don't think any other team has a player that can do that. And he's just so frightening every time he's on the ball. Um, I'd go along with that. I've not had enough time to think. Maybe someone would pop in my head later on, but I, I, I'd go along with that for now, yeah. I think he's the best player outside the old firm. I assume, Callum, what you agree with that. I'm, I'm guessing you're maybe backing your man. I am, yeah. He, he's come on to it. Like, obviously, we signed him 2014-15, and it was just raw pace. Like He was quick, mm-hmm. but he had nothing else going for him. Like, he would just run the ball out of play. Um, but, yeah, as as is hair has gotten better, his performances has gotten better as well um, and now yeah, just you can tell all the other teams think it as well like they double up on him, they just their game plan seems to be bring down Martin Boyle at every opportunity he's one of the most followed in the league just gets up and gets some of that and goes again um, you could argue he's a bit one dimensional, like he cuts on cuts to the right and just makes a run for it and that's all he seems to, seems to do but 9 times out of 10 it works and he gets the ball in so yeah. Happy with that, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Rory McKenzie did a good job on Sunday of uh, breaking down Mark Boyle <laughs> on quite a few occasions. Like he got booked for it after doing it quite a few times. Uh, Taylor, very quickly, what do you think? Best player at Siddle Yeah, he's got, he's got to be up there. Um, he is a player that does terrify me a wee bit with his pace, you know, with his quality he can put on the end of it. So I wouldn't have too many you know, arguments against that. Yeah, I agree as well. I think he's uh, the best one. But Kevin Van Veen's going to overtake him by the end of the season. Love that man. Based off that one performance against season. Don't think he's played well since. But <laughs> that one performance when he was unbelievable. I'm backing him. Uh, it's time now for See It Out, our weekly quiz segment. I'll explain the rules. Callum's new. You might be new uh, if you're listening for the first time. So I'll very quickly explain it. So <laughs> I'll get on to who's hosting it in a second. But uh, the host will give a category, say it's SBFL teams, then the rest of the guests will go around in a circle naming SBFL teams, if you repeat an answer you're out, if you can't think of one within 15 seconds you're out and the last man standing is the winner Uh, so this is the fourth episode of our third season of Energy Extra Time Uh, no it's our fourth oh sorry it's our third you're right, third and third, three and three sorry um and the idea is that me and Cameron take weeks about doing this uh, quiz. So I did the first one, then he passed it on to Graham, and then I'm not having this. Taylor, I'm not out of nowhere, this. offered to host. He did. I didn't throw it on Taylor. I have got receipts. How on much Snapchat. is it paying you? How much? Lots, but not for this or something else. Uh, Taylor oh. offered a hundred percent to do this, and I am taking. Is it no to end Johnny Hayes' life? Is that what? It is? <laughs> <laughs> to be a hat man against Johnny Hayes? <laughs> oh, Taylor, tell them, tell them I'm not being lazy for a change. Yeah, okay, nah, man, it's, um, I did, you know, tell Cam it's like that, right? Cam, I know you're busy, so um, I've got you covered. Don't worry. And right, well, I need you to be. I need you to be strict with these times, Taylor. Oh, Don't let anyone mess you about, unless it's me, right? Nobody's messing you about, but please let us know what our topic is on this week's See It Out. So, um, you know, everybody knows at times when it comes to European football, I get a little bit giddy. Um, oh. Rangers playing Alish Kirk tonight, and it's going to be entertaining, I think. However, Dora, it's not what you think. 
Last time Alish Kett were in Scotland, well, last time they played a Scottish team, should I say, they played Celtic in 2018. 16 players featured over the both legs. Can you Are name you joking? Them? Oh, that's oh. tough. Celtic and players. Celtic 2018. At least none of us yes. will be biased. Yeah, I, I, I felt like if we do this, there are some names in there I'm like, Aye. holy God. So what we've got to do uh. is, uh, Callum, since you know, you're know you new here, it's your first time, I'm going to let you go first, uh, Sean, you go second, and Cameron, since you know, if you didn't do it, I'm going to put you last. I could go out first round here, by the way. 2018-19. Yep, it's the 2018-19 season, and if, yep, if it's any you know, consolation, it was last year of Rogers? Um, I, I, I would, I think so. Don't yeah. I? Don't I? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Am I second? Uh, yeah, you're second. So Callum, you're first. So. Uh, Callum McGregor. Of course, you know a sensible man. The guy, you know, never stops running. He's up there with Henry. Apparently. Over the two legs, surely Scott Brown played. Correct, Amundo. Scott Brown did play. Um. Right, come on, Cam. You surely can't go to the first round. Second one is successful. Nah, nah. Who played for us two years ago, three years ago? Uh, Kieran Tierney. Oh, that's pretty bold, by the way. That is quite bold, actually. Is it? Who's it called? I think so. Correct, correct, anyway. Do you think they're joined in January? I feel like these game ones have got to be, like, big games. Like, did I watch Celtic versus, like... This is me just guessing. I know, this is, like... You've you've picked a bad game, to be honest, Taylor. This could be over so quickly. Yeah, but it's one that nobody will really be thinking of, and if somehow you get them all, I've got a, you know, backup. <laughs> we'll not get them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, back to you, Cal. Um, Musa Dembele, was he still there? Oh, big Musa Dembele. Dembele dollars, correct. Yeah. Um, Tom Rogic. By the way. Please say he was injured. By the way. Please say he was injured. He is not on the list. <laughs> I'm just let me just double check that because that's a player you know Brendan Rodgers did have in and around the squad. Best not, player in the was, country that that sort of time period, I'd say. Yeah, he must Best. be injured. He wasn't. He didn't feature. Sure. That's what sure. I mean. But it's just, pleasing. It's not. But it's not in, in a game that you know. It's like oh yeah, Rogic was injured that one, but it's just guessing Celtic players in the year two thousand eighteen. You know what, Taylor? Joke, you know what, Taylor? This is the best quiz yet. It's very. I've got a big smile on my face. I didn't. I didn't even know half of this. I just looked at you know Ash Kerr and said, "Oh look, they played Celtic two years ago." What? I like that it's non-biased. I like that it's non-biased. I like that that nothing about it. I think it's a joke. To be honest, (laughs) if Taylor ever messages anyone and says, "I'll do see you out," you can fuck off. (laughs) Um, As Callum's learning, I'm a very good loser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll give mine for I'm done for time wasting. Uh, I'm gonna go bold. Because I know they like to rotate their keepers, but I believe a certain legend of mine may have been in goal that night. I'm just going by the time frame. I'm going to say Craig Gordon. Correct, Amundo. No need to mess about. Good. See if it was like you know, he he was the number crying. one at the time. It takes one second to answer that. Callum, who does? Uh, James Forrest. Yeah, you can't go wrong with James Forrest. You can't go wrong. You know, put him in a team. He's always going to be Celtic. Right, Callum. Hey, Cameron. Um, and Sham, Olivia and Sham. Da, 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 da. Yep, yep, he's on the list. There he is. Cal. Um, Christie, Ryan Christie, was he? Oh, I don't know. Was he, not, he sure he wasn't at Aberdeen at this time? You know, we hadn't, you know, featured <laughs> in that cup final. <laughs> Are you sure? Don't know. He's giving us a answer. Yes, he's sure. Yes, he's sure. He is sure. I don't know who he just said. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to say Chris Iyer. Chris Yep, the Brentford man. Oh, I should have said former Kilmarnock player Christopher Iyer. What a shame. Cam's hold on you, you've got this. I'm saying it's hold on you if Cameron has got it wrong, but you, you can <laughs> win this right here. Um, Jozo Simunovic. By the way, where did you put that? that from? Because obviously oh. it's correct. Ah, it's in the back of my head. Um, oh god. Sent off in the second leg. 
you know, for them that cares. Oh God. Um, oh shit. Come on, Cameron. Come oh, on. Time, shit. time, time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the biggest. Uh, Come on. Seriously, ah, I'm, I'm torn between two wingers. See um, one. Scott Sinclair. Correct. Oh. <laughs> okay, I've got one more. That, and right. that's it. That's me done. Right, Cam, you've got that's me. He's See how was Henry, Jack Henry. Correct. Oh shit, that's really good. Oh, um, Callum's just back in his way. Callum's so easy. You've actually got four answers left. I'm pure like sweating, I think of folk, and Callum's just knocking it at the back. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Mikey Johnston. Hopefully came off the bench. Imagine he wouldn't have started. <laughs> Michael. Michael Johnston. Not even Michael Johnston. Can I not say Michael? Yeah, he is. He did come off the bench. Right. <laughs> How many are left? There can't be that many left. Really? Struggling now. Uh, Ralston. Ooh. I thought it was going to be a good debut, Callum. I'm sorry. But it still could be. Oh, I haven't got one. It still could be. <laughs> this might go to a tiebreaker. Um, nice. Come on, Callum. That's do they have to have played? Like they had to go, have been on the pitch? Yeah, they must have came on uh, in a pitch, yeah. Because uh, they even subs, that would be alright, but who actually would have played? I don't know, when was this? 2018? Yes, yeah. 2018. You've already said him right, and come him. On. You've got three players, five seconds. Let's go. Five seconds?! Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I actually don't know. Uh, Lee Griffiths. And Cal's back, in it? Let's go! <laughs> Fucking hell. This is oh. tough. Right, Cam, do one here. more round and then if they don't, if nah, both of them still get yeah. one, then go tiebreaker. Right, yeah. Um, trying to remember who's been said. That's, um, that's part of the game. Name the game. Uh, Oddson Edward. Ooh, Don't know. Too early. You've done it. He's on the Ooh. team. Ooh. 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 There's two early teams there. I would not have said that. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. There was another winger there at the time. But if if Mikey Johnston got surely this guy didn't get on. But I can't I literally I can't think of another Celtic player that isn't a goalkeeper who wouldn't have played because Gordon probably would have played both legs. Oh how much time have I got? Um he's no played, but Lewis Morgan. He would not go on the pitch. Lewis Morgan. Jesus Christ, that's correct. Right, there is one name left, but you know, he's going to go there. So, uh, my tiebreaker was going to be. See the answer, but. Who is it? Who is the last name? Aye. Yeah. Abuikiasi. Fucking hell. Who'd they go that? So, over the two legs. There was five different goals for some Say that again, sorry Taylor. Uh, Edward scored, Calm for uh, Cal McGregor scored, James Forrest scored, and in the second leg, then Belly got two and James Forrest got another one. Ryan Christie's football. Well done, well done, Callum. <laughs> yeah, well done, Callum. Well done, Callum. Yeah, Callum. Yeah, it probably that was a superb showing. I well, sounded so matched. confident throughout. Yeah. Honestly, it's safe. McGregor, Forrest, and Belly. Yeah, yeah. Getting to go first was a massive. I would never have said Tom Rogic if I, if I was first there. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, Callum. You're already on a better seat record than most of us, to be honest. Um, and we'll move on. Uh, shut up. 
Taylor sending me things in the group chat. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, we'll move on now to game of the week. How are we doing for time, Mr. Monster? I'm used to hosting this, but I'd like to know minutes-wise. 44 minutes on the clock. 44 minutes on the clock. Or, do you know what? We'll just do an extended game of the week a wee bit. Okay. And um, I'll go to Callum Watson since he's the champion of Seattle this week. What is your game of the week? Um, I'm going for Livingston v Motherwell. Because Ooh, I know a few, I think someone on here last week tipped Livy to go down. Right, um, Definitely think they'll be in and about the relegation positions anyway. And Motherwell just haven't been great. Beaten by Dundee in the cup at the weekend. And I've seen quite a few people coming out saying that Kareem Alexander will be the next managerial casualty. So I think it could be a big game for the, the bottom half of the table, even this early on in the season. Cameron, do you think that's a game that um, Livingston will have to win? Like you said, Ryan Sterling at last week on extra time his big shout was they'll get relegated if that prediction is to be wrong if they're to defy that do you think that at home to Motherwell who we also expect to kind of be in that sort of area is a sort of must win for the Lions yeah I think for relegation bound teams they, they need to be winning pretty much every game against bottom six sides and Motherwell this season will be one of them uh, especially at home maybe away days you can slip up get a draw take a few losses but uh, you've got to be winning games at home um I just, I just don't see much for Livy this year. They seem like the sort of team that show glimpses and then just continue to fall away and never go on any sort of streak like they did last year, of course, that amazing streak. They, they just don't seem like the sort of team that's going to win a few games and they're able to keep them up uh, every couple of weeks. So um, this is definitely a game they need to win to build up some results. Who have they got after? They've got Hibs away, Dundee away, Celtic, Hearts away. I mean, they need to be beating Motherwell and Dundee away, let's be honest. Um, if they go the next five games for winning a single game, then... They're in real trouble once again. What about yourself, Taylor Murray? What is your game of the week? Um, I'm just going to go, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not, maybe it's Tinpot, maybe it's not. <laughs> Brest versus PSG, just because this could be the time that Messi plays. It's, it's I'm not. Excited. <laughs> it's I'm not. Excited. He, won't be, he won't play until next week. I don't know if you want to come up with another one, but it's pretty well no! put it. He won't, he won't play until at least next weekend. Uh, Maybe, maybe, but the reports just now are definitely that uh, aye, Messi won't make an appearance until not? the following uh, home game next that weekend really, before the international that break. Really, that's really sad to see. I was really, you know, that's quite sad. But you could try and spin uh, your game of the week as being Breast PSG anyway if you want. <laughs> see, maybe you could talk to me about some of the Breast players that you're really looking forward to watching. No, definitely. Breast have, you know, that abundant of talent in that team like they can mm-hmm. definitely cause a little bit of upset especially uh-huh. you know when they've got the likes of I want to destroy against Renz and you know what about um, Romain Favre uh, Taylor do you want to talk about him or maybe you can talk a little bit about their sort of tactical shape and how they will try and stifle this PSG side what mm-hmm. their uh, usual sort of style of play is oh. 100% like having two holding midfielders there we've definitely got to stem the likes of Di Maria and maybe even the likes of you no know, Neymar try to cut inside so definitely mm. they moving across two the holding midfielders that's quite a tactical innovation that I wonder when that'll <laughs> hit these shores <laughs> I'm telling you Barry see using that as a swivel sometimes Barry just like a pendulum mm. that's got to definitely revolutionise football might catch on <laughs> I don't have any other game I'm not going to lie I was just purely buzzing because I thought it was going to happen Livingston Murrell there we go <laughs> the, 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 the Liam Kelly Derby there we go there we go that's it very well played uh, Cameron what do you think uh, I have also got Scotland but it's not for Livy Motherwell it's the Fife Derby Friday night Rafe Rovers Dunfermline both teams underperforming compared to last year and uh, the last league meetings, it was 5-1 Rafe and 4-1 Dunfermline. And they have previous in the playoffs. It's a big derby. I like it. And I'm quite excited for it. According to my scientific research on Twitter, it's not the fourth biggest derby in Scotland. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. based on that scientific research, it would be the fifth. Because I'm pretty mm. sure it became second it's in the poll. So it it's, goes... it's only dampened because of Dunfermline's rivalry with Falkirk, which is quite tempot having a rivalry with a team far away than the team Imagine next Imagine having a rivalry with Falkirk. Like, who who I cares? Know, eh? I know. Yeah, just 
horrible stadium we were in last night. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so according to my research, it goes Old Firm, Edinburgh, Dundee, Ayrshire, Fife. That's fine by me. Top that's five. Fine by me. Um, I'm, I believe I was on board with that after a while. I did initially go Fife, but that sort of did sway towards Ayrshire. Um, mm. Hearts fans seem to be going Fife. Don't know if it's aye, the proximity. It's definitely a, I noticed Jamie and the likes sort of went Fife as well. A lot of my pals who are Hearts fans went yeah. for Fife Derby. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, it's a good derby. It is really exciting, and it should be a good game. Like both teams, like Rafe just beat Aberdeen, and Dunfermline just got pumped off Rangers. It's going to be a weird one to come into. So yeah, it'll be a good game. I'm gonna agree with you, and because Yay. I make the rules, the Fife Derby is the energy extra time game of the week. Um, I think that Friday night under the lights should be a great atmosphere at Starks Park. Yes. Thank you. Um, and like you said, they both have not started the season very well, just a point apiece. Um, and they're going to sort of kickstart their season, especially Dunfermline, who just got yeah. pumped off Rangers. You're going to have to look for a reaction. And we all, I think most people were tipping them as being uh, well up there in the title race this season. Uh, probably a lot of people saw them as the team most likely to push Kilmarnock. Uh, for automatic promotion and on the basis of uh, the first few weeks of the season that's definitely not the case I mean they also got beat 3-0 at home to Partick Thistle in their last yeah. game who another team who you'd expect to kind of be up there as well Even, so that's not you know so yeah, last week I believe uh, I believe it was on extra time I can't remember if it was me or someone else that said it but if Dunfermline get done by a John McGlynn masterclass here which I, does, I do hope happens because I love John McGlynn um, mm, I think Peter man. Grant is a bit under pressure like that's a 3-0 mm. pumping for Partick uh, very bad derby defeat and then like not not that it's bad to beat final rangers when you're a championship team but it was the manner of the defeat to rangers they just didn't it was even four in about three seconds yes it was just an absolute disaster uh graham dorrance was playing for rangers basically um <laughs> it was just a bit of the last few games have just been it's been a bad few weeks for dunfermline i think peter grant would be under early pressure if it's uh anything more than a two goal defeat here let's be honest I'm with you, I'm with you. And for that reason, the Energy Edge Time game of the week is Wraith Rovers versus Dunfermline Athletic at Starks Park. 7.45pm kickoff. I'm wanting to say, Cameron. Thanks. So. And I believe it is on the BBC Scotland channel. So mm. make sure to watch that. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Energy Extra Time. There's a new Premier League type show in the works that might be with you very very soon so keep an eye on uh, energy sport for all of that but you should be keeping an eye on energy sport anyway subscribe so the podcast appear in your feed automatically check us out on twitter we're, we're at enrg extra time energy sports at enrg sport and of course there's our award-winning website energysport.net with loads of good content on there so a big thank you to cameron monstall taylor murray and see it out winner callum watt for joining me i've been sean mcgill and we'll see you again very soon